uh, welcome to the Red Pill Sports Podcast. So thankful that you've joined us tonight and uh, looking forward to this time together. Uh, let's dive right in. Uh, we are brought to you by the Red River Auto Group. Uh, started here in central Arkansas, but is really anywhere you are. Uh, and man, what phenomenal, phenomenal people to be a part uh, of our podcast is the Red Pill Sports Podcast with with uh, Mitch Ward and the Red River Auto Group. Uh, wherever you are, go to Red River Auto Group, uh, redriverauto.com. Uh, put it in and uh, and uh, and look there. You can buy new and used cars. And these are some phenomenal patriots, phenomenal people that you are going to love doing business with. So uh, thank you again for doing business with Mitch Ward. Tell them that the Dot Washburn Show and Red Pill Sports Podcast uh, and uh, sent you. And uh, we're all about uh, confronting the wokeism that is. Uh, permeating sports. And the reason it's permeating sports is because ESPN is now owned by Disney. Disney is on a tear to uh, basically infiltrate and, and pollute the minds of, of uh, especially children. And uh, it's really a shame because Disney started as such a phenomenal, phenomenal group. And now as a conglomerate, uh, super liberal, we saw that on the on the ads last night, we saw the, the, the halftime show. We'll talk some about the, uh, the halftime show, which was just, uh, unbelievably, uh, crass or, or whatever. I don't think crass is even a good enough, uh, explanation for it. Um, so we'll talk some about that. Uh, again, phenomenal game. Never bet against, uh, the, the Kansas City Chiefs and, uh, especially, uh, that quarterback, that coaching staff, uh, you know, you just, uh, Andy Reid, you never want to, Pat Mahomes, you never want to, you never want to bet against those guys. They are, they're phenomenal. They proved it again last night. And, uh, and really, the Eagles had no answer for them in the second half whatsoever. I think they scored actually on every single possession in the second half. First half, the Eagles hardly got the ball. We were in church last night, so only saw the last 14 minutes of the game. Uh, but our son had us over afterwards, went over, watched the game with uh, three of our grandchildren, my daughter-in-law and uh, my son and my wife and I went over and watched. It was a it was a good time. We enjoyed it. Uh, that the halftime show was a little awkward because of Rihanna and, and some of the things she was doing. And uh, I mean, I, I never tell anybody what to do, but I. I asked my son, I said, man, can we, can we fast forward this or do something? Because uh, it, it became very vile, to be honest, you know. Um, and so for some reason, the, the and you've seen this over the last years. If you remember years back, uh, back in, uh, before, I guess before 2002, uh, that is usually marching bands, which is kind of boring. I, I'll, I'll grant you that. There are just so many acts that you could have. That would be so much better than, than than that last night. And it's not the style of music. It's not uh, the artist or the color of the artist's skin or the type of music they play. Like I said, the genre. It is just the the vileness and the wickedness. Just quite honestly. Uh, but uh, you know, and they have to know that. You know, yeah, it's a very broad 
I think it was the second most Super Bowl um, watched, uh, maybe in history, or, re or definitely in recent times. Uh, and the Super Bowl uh, halftime show was, I think, the, the the Super Bowl was like in the top three or five, and then the Super Bowl uh, halftime show was probably in the top two or three, which blows my mind. But be that as may, the, the set was phenomenal. I thought Chris Stapleton did a great job uh, with the uh, national anthem. Let's talk about the game a little bit. I thought the first half, uh, the Eagles really dominated uh, defensively. They did what they wanted to uh, with the Chiefs and really kept them off balance. Um, and so, you know, the big story becomes the officiating, and that was the holding call in the fourth quarter uh, by the Eagles, which the defensive back for the Eagles uh, – admitted that it was a holding call. And then people say, you know, well, you just, you can't call holding right there. Okay, well, let's let's go back to, was it the first or second quarter where uh, the ball's caught in the backfield by the Eagles, and uh, it's clearly a catch. Then the guys hit, the ball bounces, picked up uh, by Bolton, same guy that ran in the uh, fumble by Jalen Hurts. Uh, runs it in for a touchdown, but they reviewed it and said it was not a catch. And here was the here was the reason it was not a catch. The reason it was not a catch was because uh, he did not he did catch the ball. He did not make what they call quote unquote. And I'm using air quotes here for those of you on the podcast. It, he did not make a football move. In other words, he caught the ball. He did. We wasn't juggling it or or fumbling around. He caught it, and then but he didn't make a move out of the catch, which they call is termed a football move. So he was hit as he started that. And so that was the reason. So that's the rule, right? That's the rule. Now let's fast forward to the holding call in the fourth quarter. And they said, Oh, you, you can't call that. You know, it was, it was barely holding. Well, if you go back and look at that call, what you will find is, um, that, <coughs> excuse me, I'm so sorry. Uh, the 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 re that he actually held him really three times he held him because when when uh wasn't Pacheco Pacheco it was uh maybe Sky Moore anyway whoever it was was going to cross the middle and he was expecting him to go outside but he he cut inside of him when he did he held him then uh, but that wasn't the that wasn't the play anyway the play was to to lean inside and then pivot and 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 do a you know post to the to the corner and or a fade to the corner and so he cuts inside when he cuts inside he thinks he's going to cut across the middle so he holds him and so when he when he spins he's holding him when he spins to to go the other direction and then as he gets behind, behind him uh the defensive player grabs him there and he actually got held all uh, all through the play, but it was at least two clear holding uh, penalties, or there was holding going on two different times. But in in actuality, there were three different times that there was holding going on. So, um, you know, for all those that want to say, well, you you can't make that call at that time, uh, but because you know it's just the game's so tight. Well, then. To me, that's, you know, but the rule is if you grab a player, that's holding. And so if you're going to use the rule then, uh, then you got to use it in the first half 
I believe it was in the first quarter, maybe in the second quarter, where, uh, you know, clearly from their interpretation, he did not make the football move. I'm talking about when the, 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 the second fumble, or, or maybe it was the first fumble that was returned for a touchdown. So uh, I thought Jalen Hurts, and I, I really was surprised, uh, but he did. He played a, a very good game. I think the biggest surprise of the whole game was the Eagles did not uh, sack Patrick Mahomes one time. I think that was the biggest. That was the storyline of the game. Yes, Patrick Mahomes was great. Probably his best Super Bowl of the three Super Bowls uh, he's played in. That was his best Super Bowl by far. Uh, he had up to that time and really played well in only one quarter of, of two games. He played really well the second half. He didn't do – he wasn't – Phenomenal in the first half, uh, but he was decent. And then the second half, he was just impeccable. Uh, had one incompletion. That's when he threw the ball away because he didn't have to, uh, he didn't have anybody open, and he intentionally threw it away. So, but he was not sacked one time, which is pretty pretty uh, amazing. So it was a great game. Um, I had, <laughs> I'm I'm one to you know. I tend, and, and that's why I've never, I don't bet anyway, but that's why I'd never be good at betting because, uh, one, I usually go for the underdog. Two, I go for the team that, you know, they may not be the underdog, but the team that a lot of people don't want to win. That's the team I usually go for. Uh, just a contrary, uh, get the contrarian in me. And so I, I actually posted on our Facebook page that I believe the Chiefs were going to win. Here's why I said that I thought they were going to win. They're going to win because of Andy Reid. And he called a Hall of Fame game. And you've heard that from other people, but it's true. He, he called an impeccable game. The two plays there in the red zone where they scored, uh, one was to, uh, Sky Moore. One was to, I believe that was Pancheco that scored on that, on that, uh, play, but they were both so wide open. And, uh, you know, that was just called the right play at the right moment. So it was really, really, uh, good, good stuff. Um, and, and they ran the ball really well. Uh, so it was, uh, you know, and I, I watched, uh, speaking of, I watched Patrick Mahomes, uh, when he played for Texas Tech and, uh, he was a gunslinger, had a great, you know, phenomenal arm, but, uh, man, I, di- I didn't see this coming. I didn't see him. I didn't see him being the player he is, but he has proven to be probably the best quarterback in the game by far right now. Uh, probably goes without saying. Um, we're we're going to move on. We'll talk a little bit more about the game. We'll, we'll close out with the game. Um, but I want to talk about uh, the ads. I've, I'm always kind of fascinated by the ads anyway. I'm, I'm one of those rare people that actually watches ads and like ads more than just in the Super Bowl. And, uh, I thought the, the, I, I had actually been promoting this for the podcast that we we're going to talk about the ads and we're talking about Jesus at the Super Bowl because, uh, I'm not sure if you know, but, um, it was the Green family who owns Hobby Lobby and there's several others that have put, uh, they put $20 million, put up $20 million to have two ads play at the Super Bowl. They put in, someone told me, it's in the hundreds of millions they have spent on those. Jesus is one of us. Now I get it that some of those, <coughs> excuse me, some of those ads are a little, you know, uh, woke in that, you know, Jesus was an immigrant too. And, and, uh, we can get into that sometime, but that's, that's actually, uh, a, a misnomer. Uh, 
and and I'll tell you why when we we get into it. I won't have time tonight. Um, so the, some of those ads, but I think by far large they are phenomenal. They're so well done. Uh, but if you'll notice, there was this all this blowback. Man, what what could you do with twenty million dollars? Why why would you blow it on you know ads for the Super Bowl? You ought to be giving that money to the poor. Well, uh, you know Hobby Lobby, the family of Hobby Lobby, uh, and the other philanthropists that are funding this. Uh, Jesus is us, I think, is what the campaign is called. Uh, listen, they give hundreds of millions of dollars to to charity, so I don't think there's a problem with that. And uh, nobody has a problem with with you know Apple or somebody else spending or Budweiser spending millions upon millions of dollars. Nobody had a problem, you know. Jesus, uh, there's not a place for you know religious ads at the Super Bowl. Or the main thing I heard was. You know, everybody ought to be given to the poor. You know, that sounds like, sounds like Judas, right? Uh, Judas was saying, you know, we could have given that money to the poor. Well, you didn't, you weren't going to give it to the poor anyway. You, you, and so the people fussing about Jesus in the Super Bowl, uh, ad lineup, you're not worried about giving to the poor. You know, uh, some of you may or may not give to the poor. Your problem is that Jesus is at the Super Bowl. That's your problem. That, that's your pushback. That's what you don't like. Uh, let's, let's just be honest about it. Well, uh, also let's t- talk about Rihanna and some of the gestures and some of the things she was doing, the sexual perverted stuff she was doing in that halftime show that I never tell my kids or anybody else what to do, especially if I'm in their home ever. And the only reason I even mentioned anything to my son, and, and he took it real well, but the only reason I even mentioned it to him was because their, their children, was sitting there watching it, and and I was like, man, can we, can, can we, you know, and I didn't even see some of the stuff that my wife told me later she was doing, and uh, you know, uh, imitating or feigning doing some really really disgusting things, um, and so, you know, uh, but but uh, no, you know, you didn't have large scale Twitter campaigns about Rihanna and her uh, vulgar. Uh, uh, action she was taking the Super Bowl or, you know, this is what she's going to do in her act. We shouldn't have that. In fact, if, if, if Christians would have done that, they'd have talked about how self-righteous they were, right? Uh, 100%. Uh, so it, it goes back to what the Bible said. The Bible said that, that in the last days, they'll call good evil and call evil good. And that's exactly what uh, we have happening. So that's why we have to have shows like the Doc Washburn show. Doc, by the way, uh, Doc Washburn interviewed Lieutenant Michael, I'm sorry, General Michael Flynn uh, today. Man, you've got to hear that interview. And then you've got to hear the interview that Doc did a couple of days ago with uh, our brand new sponsor uh, that's sponsoring the Doc Washburn show. And that is the uh, Beverly Hills uh, so, uh, Precious Metals. Uh, and uh, you've got to hear that that interview with General Flynn and then with the owner of Beverly Hills Precious Metal. It was a phenomenal, phenomenal uh, interview about why you need to be investing in gold uh, and and putting your liquid assets into gold. It was really, really good. And I think there's some great information there for you to consider. Uh, Also, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more uh, about the Super Bowl ad I want to talk a little bit more about the officiating and then close out with the game as well. 
but before we do that, I want to say how thankful I am uh, for one of our main sponsors, and that is MyPillow, MyPillow.com. Listen, I got some of the, uh, Brian Coolis, who is one of our partners here at the uh, Doc Washburn Show uh, family of podcasts and uh, part owner of the Doc Washburn Show and Red Pill Sports, and uh, he's the one that secured the MyPillow account. And, uh, man, uh, we, we got some product. And they, you know, we, 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 uh, I ordered some of the, uh, the slippers, uh, ordered uh, a pillow. I love, absolutely love, love my pillow. And then they've got a new 2.0 pillow. It's got new cool technology. I've actually got some, a couple of those coming from my wife and I, but I'm going to tell you the surprise is Brian talked me in. They said, man, you got to get you some of the slippers. I said, man, I don't wear slippers. I wear, you know, I'm usually barefooted at home or I got socks on in the wintertime. Just keep my feet warm. He said, no, you got to have some of these slippers. And I said, okay. So I ordered some. And man, I'm telling you, I got up this morning, uh, you know, to start my day, brush my teeth and get in the shower and everything. And man, I, I, I put on my slippers because I've got real bad feet, uh, real flat feet. And so it really hurts to, I wear hokas, you know, the, ones of the doctors and nurses wear the real thick soles and really good, good shoes. Uh, and it just kills my feet to be barefooted or to be in bad shoes. Man, I'm telling you, these slippers are so comfortable. I put them on, uh, and, and I was shocked because I thought, well, they're going to have, you know, they're going to be warm. They're going to be comfortable, but I had no idea they're going to be thick and they're going to be so supportive. And I mean, I'm telling you, it's, it's, I don't know which one I like best, the sheets, the pillows, or the slippers. So go to my pillow, put in the promo code RED for Red Pill Sports Podcast, and you are going to be so pleased that you did that. The Red Pill Sports Podcast, put in uh, the code word, uh, a promo code RED, and you'll get huge discounts. Go to mypillow.com, put in the promo code RED, and you're going to get uh, huge discounts. And just try it. And, and everything they have there, if you don't like it, send it back. There won't be any problem. They'll give you a full refund and, uh, and you know, no harm, no foul. you got to try it. Let me know what you think. Also, I wanted to mention to you, we're looking for, we're getting ready to go to video on the Dot Washburn Show. Really excited. Uh, one of our other partners uh, has purchased and got us just the very best of video equipment. And so uh, we're looking for interns. So if you know, if you've got a son or daughter, grand maybe grandson or granddaughter, and they're wanting to get into uh, radio or TV or both. Uh, we're needing researchers. We need uh, video people. We need pro uh, producers, editors, audio and video. Uh, we need social media people. Uh, even if they're in another uh, state, they can do social media stuff. So uh, just uh, go to con uh, or email us at contact at dotwashburn.com show.com contact dot show.com and just send a resume and we'll get with them and uh we're, we're trying for the summer to hire probably six or eight interns so uh or, or put them to work and then hopefully we're able to put them uh to work you know as a job uh, after they intern if it works out so uh but that's just at first it'll be just volunteer uh interns so we'd love to have them uh let me go back to uh, what was your uh, favorite ad? There was a lot of great ads uh, that were there. I think the, uh, was it Heart, no, Dunkin' Donuts? 
uh, and uh, had uh, J-Lo and uh, I can't think of his name. Uh, I'm not great with all these TV stars, but uh, he's running the, uh, the uh, drive-through ad, uh, drive-through uh, window. Uh, that was uh, pretty fun. The Jesus ad was by far, it was just, you know, wasn't, wasn't funny by any means. But, man, hard-hitting, powerful, effective. Uh, and, you know, if the media were to be honest, it was the, it was the, wasn't the, of course, it wasn't meant to be funny. But it was the ad of the of the Super Bowl. Uh, so a great game. I thought it was, uh, you know, really, really uh, overall actually pretty well uh, officiated. I didn't think it was bad whatsoever. Uh, but I, I thought it was I thought it was very, very good. Uh, there was uh, one other thing I wanted to hit uh, tonight. Uh, I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about uh, Kyrie Irving. Uh, you notice he's starting to play with the the Mavericks, and uh, well, everybody was just like, you know, he's forsaken the the Nets. He's just the world's worst. He's a horrible teammate. Although no teammates say he's a horrible teammate, it's just the media. But lo and behold, between the time we talked and and uh, uh, last Tuesday and this Tuesday, guess what? Now Kevin Durant's no longer there. So Kevin Durant's uh, a horrible teammate, a horrible person, and a money-hungry, just all about himself, right? Well, no, you didn't hear that at all. You know why? Because Kevin Durant's more of a sheep or a lamb than Kyrie, because Kyrie didn't take the jab. And uh, so uh, I, th- I think it's just fascinating, the the lack of uh, objectivity that the uh, that the media has. And, and you'll see it's not just in the news media, it's in sports media as well. And so that's why you need shows like this that will kind of give you the other perspective. I, I want to hit on two other things before we close out here. These are a little more controversial, and uh, I know I'm going to be accused of being uh, this is a racist statement. Um, and uh, but I think if you think about it and really uh, think it through, uh, and that is the first thing is is the black. A national anthem last night. And, and I think it's just, uh, here's the problem with the black national anthem. The national anthem is not a white national anthem. It's the national anthem. Uh, you don't have an Asian national anthem. The Hispanic population, if it is not already larger than the black population, it will be very soon. And I think it may be now, but we don't have a Hispanic national anthem or a Latino national anthem. Uh, and and so uh, at some point, you know, listen, when you, because no one's ever said the national anthem is a white national anthem. It's just the national anthem. It's, it's you know, uh, and we, we, yeah, do we have a time in our country that we were, uh, there was a lot of uh, injustice when it comes to uh you know to race absolutely but we've we've evolved and we you know we've had a, a president that was you know uh that was half black uh you know a lot was made last night of two black quarterbacks starting and again i didn't think about oh jalen hurts is black patrick mahomes is half black his mother's white his dad's black um I didn't think about, or it's too black. No, I thought, 
the two good quarterbacks. So I think in a in an attempt in an attempt to uh, pro, pro, promote uh, black players, it's really demeaning that well two black guys are playing quarterback. That's not me saying, man, I met a real nice white guy today. I met a real nice black guy today. No, I just met a, a really nice guy. Why does he? Why do I have to put a a color on it? And so here's the hypocrisy, and I want to get to something else before we close out tonight. Here's the hypocrisy. The hypocrisy is if I were to be on a show like this, I said, man, I met a really nice black guy today. Somebody said, well, why would you have to say qualified as black? Well, the same reason that the media has to say uh, two black quarterbacks. Why couldn't they say two great, young, great quarterbacks are starting tonight? One they have to say it's historic two black quarterbacks. Uh, and then the other part is this. Uh, when President Obama was elected, says the first black president in history. So here's, and, and I actually did a, a Google search. I didn't have much luck with it. And somebody help me out with this. When someone is literally half black and half white and their mother is, is full, full blooded white, their dad is full blooded black. How are they black or white? Why are they not of mixed race? They were saying, you know, last night was historical. You had two black quarterbacks starting. Well, Patrick Mahomes' mom is as white as I am. His dad is black. Uh, Jalen Hurts' mom and dad are black. Uh, so why was Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes is equally half black, half white? And that may be something genetically and it may be that the what whoever the father is that's why you use the color black and so if I'm ignorant in that that regard then so be it but I just find it fascinating that you know the they're fully half black half white but uh but they you know at least the media I don't hear Patrick Holmes I, I have heard him say you know he identified as black and that's, that's fine. That's, that's, you know, that's his, that's his, um, prerogative. Uh, and you know, it's his business as well. But, uh, I, I just find it interesting. And, and again, I go back to the point. If you were to say, Oh man, you know, he's, he's, he's a good black quarterback. Well, why don't you say black? He's just a good quarterback. Uh, he's a good white quarterback. No, he's just a quarterback. So, I, I find it fascinating this, this, uh, you know, uh, in an attempt to, uh, equal out races, uh, we find this, um, you know, we find, we find ourselves in this actually making things more racial. In, in an attempt to bring equality, we have a black national anthem. When the national anthem itself, is not a white national anthem. We don't have a white national anthem. It's just the national anthem. We don't have a Latino national anthem. So I just find that fascinating. And it's just so interesting why uh, and how that uh, comes to be. Also, we're uh, brought to you today uh, by, um, we're brought to you by uh, the upper, or Arkansas Upper Cervical Center. Uh, TurnMyPowerOn.com, TurnMyPowerOn.com. Listen, if you're having headaches, uh, neck pain, back pain, leg pain, uh, you're having sinus trouble, uh, 
all types. I've seen people with uh, trying to have children. I've seen people with migraine headaches go to the, the doctor's crab tree. Uh, and uh, it's a husband and wife team. Both of them are doctors. And uh, they do phenomenal work. Doc and Peggy have used them for years and just so thrilled with, uh, with the results. So uh, if you have something that other doctors have not been able to uh, find out what's going on, then uh, check them out. Uh, one last thing, we got a few minutes here and we're not in a hurry. So uh, I wanted to run something by you. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, it was a little news item where uh, Patrick Peterson, remember Patrick Peterson played for the uh, Vikings. I'm trying to think uh, where he played most of his football. Oh, it was a great running back. Uh, and he, uh, he came out and said something derogatory or critical of DeMar Hamlin. Remember, DeMar Hamlin's the young defensive back for the Buffalo Bills who had the heart attack uh, on the uh, or heart failure on the field uh, during the Cincinnati Bengals game there in Cincinnati, I think in the last week, week before the end of the season. And uh, anyway, he's wearing a jacket last night and they had a picture of him with uh, LeBron. And uh, it was a picture of Jesus hanging on a cross. And the face of Jesus is like, it looks like, uh, and you look it up, uh, DeMar Hamlin's Jesus jacket, and it looks like uh, Sponge, uh, what's it, SpongeBob? Yeah, SpongeBob SquarePants, his face on a, on a stick body hanging on the cross. And it looks, it, it looks very irreverent. It looks very, cartoonish it looks very um sacrilegious to be honest it doesn't say anything but it, it just it it looks very you know from from outside looking in it, it it does not look like it's glorifying god in any way so patrick peterson uh and i don't know if you've heard about this you probably won't hear it out there but patrick peterson tweeted out to demore hamlin said hey man i've been praying for you uh you know, and basically said this, said, look, man, you, and you have to read it for yourself. I'm not quoting here, but he said, hey, man, if anybody ought to be praising God, glorifying God instead of mocking God, it ought to be you because you should be dead. It didn't say exactly that harsh, but it said, you know, you're, you're a walking miracle. And, uh, and man, you know, uh, I find that offensive. And DeMar Hamlin came back and said, no, I didn't mean to be offensive. Uh, you know, I'm a Christian. I love God. Uh, just a cool jacket and, you know, some famous designer made it and I'm wearing it. And, and I would, I would give DeMar Hamlin this benefit of the doubt. A lot of people, uh, you know, they, they may wear something or be a part of something they don't realize. And again, I'm not making excuses because it, it, that may not be the case, but I do think there's people that are that, you know, out of touch as far as, what Hollywood and what the, the, the demonic spirits that run Hollywood and the design world and the clothing world. I mean, you, you look at Sam Smith and the outfit that cat was wearing at the Grammys and, you know, some of the stuff walking down these runways. I mean, it looks like a bona fide freak show. And, and that's kind of what that jacket looked like. But I can see where someone like DeMar Hamlin, you know, young guy, it's just cool and it probably was, super expensive and he's like you know it's a jesus jacket but it's kind of cool 
uh, and didn't really get that, hey, these people were probably mocking God, to be honest. Well, Patrick Peterson called him on it. And and so DeMar Hamlin said, man, I, you know, that wasn't my intention. And then Patrick Peterson came back and said, well, I still don't like the jacket, but I take you at your word that you, you didn't mean that. So I thought that was pretty fascinating that Patrick Peterson was, uh, or maybe Adrian Peterson. It was Adrian Peterson, the running back. I think Patrick Peterson is the LSU defensive back that went on to play. There's playing still in the NFL, uh, but I think it was Adrian Peterson. I, I have to look and see, make sure, but check it out. Uh, but uh, anyway, I found that fascinating that that all happened at the same time they were given such a hard time about the uh, Jesus ad at the Super Bowl. So uh, final, the, the Chiefs uh, edge it out. Uh, they now have won with Holmes. They've won uh, two out of three. And uh, he's probably the best quarterback, and Kansas City Chiefs are the best team uh, in the NFL uh, right now. And our favor, uh, ironically, to uh, to repeat next year, uh, but it's a long time between now and then. Uh, the USFL is coming up, and I'm I'm looking forward to that because I, I always kind of have to get weaned off of football. I I miss it, and I really don't get into basketball till uh, the uh, March Madness comes around. That's when I kind of started engaging in college basketball. Maybe the the uh, conference tournaments, I kind of start getting interested. Uh, I, honestly, I think that the USFL, that's the, you know, they've tried these off leagues several times. They just haven't worked. Uh, personally, I would, I would start the week after the Super Bowl because here's what I think happens. If you're a football fan uh, and you don't have football for three or four weeks, then you can easily say, well, okay, you know, it's over. But you have three or four weeks, and then they start in April. Uh, then you kind of gotten over football mostly. But if they would start the week after the Super Bowl, so, oh, you know, good, more football. Uh, I actually enjoyed the XFL. I thought it was pretty decent. Uh, and I, I love the idea of using this, what we'd call a lower-tier league, more like a G League for uh for the NFL, just like the G League is the developmental league for the NBA. Uh that's what I like to see them do. I like to see them take uh, college players that are not quite ready, move them to the uh, whatever league you want to call it, uh the USFL right now, and let that be a place where guys that are want ready to play pro but they're not quite ready and you would have a lot of names you recognize that played on Saturday. Now they're playing on Sunday, but it's right after the NFL season. And then even teams could uh, have guys that would, you know, maybe uh, instead of cutting them, they they moved to USFL or whatever, the developmental league. So I think it's fascinating. I think that starts in April, so we'll talk about it a little bit, probably not a lot. Uh, and I want to I wanna explore the uh, what's happening with, Deion Sanders and the HBCUs, the historical, historically black colleges and universities. Uh, and then what happened, uh, here not long ago with, uh, another high profile coach that was going to take a job at Bethune, I believe it was, uh, Cook. And that thing just blew up six ways from Sunday. Uh, I want to talk about that some in the coming weeks. Still want to have Charles Hames on. He is our resident sports and music historian and talk some about uh some about that 
uh, some of that sports stuff. Uh, I'll close out with this. We've been on about 35 minutes, something like that, 37 minutes. Uh, I want to close out with, uh, with a fascinating, fascinating stat. Uh, It's about Tony Gwynn. I won't get this exactly right. And I've got uh, my phone playing the, uh, the podcast and I got my iPad playing Facebook live. So I, I've got a desk coming that I'll have a third screen and I can look up stuff, but I don't have that tonight. But here's a fascinating uh, stat. I'm going to get pretty close that if Tony Gwynn toward the end of his career, if he would have went, get this now, zero for 1100. If he did not have one hit in his last 1100 bats of his career, he would have still averaged 300. And, and so I asked, uh, actually Charles Hames is the one that gave me that stat, uh, our resident sports and music historian. And, uh, I asked him the question, I asked you the question, is, is Tony Gwynn the best hitter that ever played the game? And listen, if you, if you were privileged to watch Tony Gwynn, he was, man, he was such a smooth, he had such a, you know, Rafael Palmero had a great swing. Will Clark, these lefties had, had beautiful, beautiful swings. Carl Yastrzemski, I, I was too young to see him play. Uh, I like saying that, by the way. Uh, <laughs> and you know, that was a long time ago if I'm too young to have seen Carl Yastrzemski play. Um, you know, there were some beautiful, beautiful swings from the left side of the plate, but I don't know if I've seen a better looking, a more beautiful swing than than Tony Gwynn. So uh, tragic that he died uh, so early uh, with a lot of just compounded health issues. But, uh, man, I'm glad that you joined us tonight. Thank you to Red River uh, Auto. Thank you to my pillow. Thank you to uh, to the uh, Beverly Hills. I think it's Beverly Hills. Go to metal. I got a, I got a uh, metal exchange uh, to turn my power on. Uh, to switch to America. Thank you. Also, uh, check out on my pillow, check out their my store. They got a lot of other products besides, uh, pillows and those related items. They've got a lot on mystore.com. And then if you may have an item you've been wanting to get, uh, exposure and sell your items, go to my store, check out their items. And then also you can look at possibly selling your items that maybe you're creating something, you wrote a book or whatever. Uh, but it, the, the whole reason Mike Landell uh, came up with my, mystore.com was to help Americans, uh, buy American. And then if you make something, develop something, you can sell it on mystore.com and use the promo code red, the promo code red. Thank you so much. For joining us, thank you for being a part of the Red Pill Sports Podcast. And until next time, we'll see you later. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. Bye-bye.